0: Hold on to those Afterburners Fire Nation, JLD here and welcome to episode 1648 of EO Fire where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs 7 days a week. Turn website visitors into leads and customers with fireup.co. It's amazing, it's free. What are you waiting for? Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Carrie Green. Carrie, are you prepared to ignite
1: Heck yes, I am. Yes.
0: Carrie is the author of She Means Business, a book to help anyone become a wildly successful entrepreneur. And she's the founder of the Female Entrepreneur Association, an online community with over 300,000 people involved from around the world. Carrie, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us a little glimpse of your personal life.
1: Things are a bit chaotic. I'm the I'm the girl that decided to sell a home, buy a home, do a move, all in the middle of a book launch. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> so I've been a headless chicken lately. Um, but things are all good, and I'm very excited at the moment with everything going on work-wise.
0: Well, I'm glad you were able to find some time for EO Fire because it's been a while. You were episode four hundred and forty. And that was 1,200 episodes ago, which is a little mind-numbing, and uh, you still had that same amazing accent back then that you have (laughs) now, but Fire Nation, definitely go back and check that one out. You'll hear a very different JLD behind the microphone, and uh, a very uh, same and awesome Carrie, of course. But Carrie, (laughs) what I want to talk about today is you consider your area of expertise. Like if you had to just say, this is what I just thrive in, this is what I excel in, what would that area be?
1: Definitely um, making people believe that they can do whatever they put their mind to. Which I've only just realized, and that's only been from the feedback from my book, but that that's sparked off. But that's what I absolutely love doing. It's what really fires me up and just want to make everyone believe that they can just do and achieve the most incredible things.
0: Well, so what are we doing wrong? Like, give us one tactic, one ninja tool or something that we just probably don't know that you've found through this research, through this feedback that we probably should know as entrepreneurs. Oh,
1: the biggest thing is that even though it feels really complicated, really overwhelming and really frustrating, it's actually really simple. But we just we just overlook that part. And when I say it's really simple, I just mean that to me, success and creating success, whatever that means for each of us, is largely a case of keeping on going and moving past getting out of our own way and doing whatever it takes. I call it building up my uh, bag of mindset magic tricks to help me move forward. Um, And I think that's the key is to just keep moving forward, keep practicing getting better and better and better, which I know sounds really simple, but I think we miss it on a day-to-day basis because we're so caught up in the day-to-day stuff because it's going on. We just forget. We forget to take a step back and get some perspective and realize, oh, I just need to keep going.
0: No, you're right. We have heard keep it simple. We've definitely heard keep going What's something we haven't heard? Like, what's something that we're going to learn in your book that we, we wouldn't know otherwise? I mean, what's something that you've uncovered that you're like, wow, this is something that people just don't know or don't do?
1: The big one that's nothing to do with mindset whatsoever <laughs> is that if you want to build a really successful business, a really successful brand, then you have to get really good at building community. Like, for me, that's everything. That's about... Um, And so many people miss it. They think, oh, I'm selling this product or I'm providing this service. No, you're building a community. And people miss that time and time again. And I think once that penny drops and you realize that's what the focus needs to be, that's when the brand becomes absolutely phenomenal.
0: Well, I think that is critical because I get people emailing me all the time. They're saying, John, I have this great idea for a product, but it's going to take a lot of time for me to create it. So what should I do first? Should I create the product or should I do a podcast or do like a blog and like build an audience? And I ask them, well, who are you gonna sell your product to? Like who are you gonna sell that that thing to? Like is this just anybody who's never heard of you gonna buy it because you, you say that it's so good? No. You first have to build your community, build your tribe, build your audience, build no like and trust. Then you can create that product service community, whatever that might be, to then offer it to them at that premium level, whatever that might be. Now, Carrie, it's been 12 hundred episodes. I mean, that's right around four-ish years since we've talked. So I want you to bring us to what you consider, you know, throughout this journey, um, something that you really just have found that, that brought you to write this book, She Means Business. I mean, where did this book come from? Where is the genesis?
1: the book came one night when i was falling to sleep at the end of 2011 god it's taken me forever
0: yeah has um, six
1: years what i know um showing up for dreams is sometimes hard <laughs> uh, so i was literally falling asleep and i'd been running fea for a few years a um, few years few months and as i was falling to sleep i started thinking about how crazy it was and what a an roller coaster it had been and i just grabbed a pen and a piece of paper from beside the bed and i just started scribbling everything that i was thinking and at the end of it i was like oh my goodness, I just have to write a book and share this because I feel like so often we just see people's front of stages in business and looking perfect and then looking like they've got it figured out. And the truth is, it's often not the case. And so I knew I wanted to write a book. (laughs) Um, But clearly, it took me a long time. Literally, the next day, I got so excited to start working on it. I went downstairs, opened my laptop, got a document open, and then nothing happened. And I was like, what? Where did my inspiration go? And then it has been like, six years trying to actually get to this point and to just work on moving out of my own way to make it happen. So, um, so yeah, it's been an adventure.
0: Well, there's sure. a couple of things I want to pull out of this because Fire Nation, first and foremost, just start. I mean, if you're like Carrie and you're laying in bed and you have this moment of inspiration, don't say like, Oh, like I'll wake up tomorrow morning and do it. Grab that pen, grab that piece of paper, flip open that laptop and just start pounding away because you don't know what's going to happen. Um, but then it took six years, and that's really sad because there's so many people that could have been impacted, inspired by these words so much sooner, but it took you six years. So let's kind of unpack that a little bit. And there's actually a great book, by the way, by Stephen Pressfield called The War of Art, and he also did, uh, wrote another one called Do the Work. These Two very similar themes, very similar veins, but man, I'm telling you, if you're a writer – and you think that you're getting into quote unquote writer's block, you need to read these two books because, and and by the way, keep rereading them every time you, you find yourself slowing down, Because there's this thing called the resistance that just lives within us all. And I mean, it just destroyed Carrie for six years, like not destroyed her like in a physical sense, but just her production. I mean, six years for a book. I mean, you know, I wrote my first book literally in 72 hours and there's been over 20,000 sales of this book. So it doesn't have to be this crazy thing. So Carrie, what happened? Unpack this for us.
1: Well, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing that it took me that time because if I had have just boshed out the book right then and there, it would never have been what it has become now because I wasn't in the same place. And because the book was about a journey and I was on that journey. So I think uh, I just trust at the timing of things. I trust the process of things. And sometimes if there's a lot of resistance to get out of my own way, I think what are the lessons I need to learn from it? And I put those lessons into the actual book. Oh gosh, going back to the beginning, I, I was struggling, obviously, like you said, to get out of your own way. I think when you come up with an idea or you have a big goal, like for example, writing a book, I think the first thing is that all the resistance comes up. Like I can't do this. Who am I to do this? All that natural stuff. <laughs> um, so that all, all kind of came about. And then as the year as the years went on, <laughs> I was uh, um, I was writing, I was dabbling, I knew I wanted to get published with Hay House. So that was all on my vision board. Um, and I then began to go networking at Hay House events to try and meet some of the people who work for Hay House to start building up my connections there. Uh, did that, ended up interviewing Gabrielle Bernstein. Um, Gabrielle Bernstein's book agent in New York then contacted me in 2013 to say, I really love what you're doing. Would you be interested in doing a book? I was like, yes I'd be interested in doing a book as it happens I already started writing one and I sent her over what I'd created and she was like this is great just expand on three chapters and I just couldn't do it I just felt like what I had written was the biggest pile of crap ever and I just put so much pressure on myself to try and get it right because I knew it wasn't right and um, I remember emailing actually we had a call and I was like Michelle I just don't know what I'm doing I can't do it and she was like take your time I was like no give me a deadline I need a deadline (laughs) and I (laughs) just I just found found it really difficult to get out of my own way and um, months went by and I hadn't messaged her back I hadn't expanded these chapters and I was so embarrassed and um so I thought well that's a missed opportunity and more time went by and I was really frustrating myself and um I kept up with You know, staying in touch with Hay House and supporting all their authors. And then in 2015, Hay House actually emailed uh, Amy from Hay House, which is a commissioning editor. She emailed me to say, Would you be interested in doing a book with us? And I was like, Oh my God, I've got Hay House now coming to me saying, Do you want to do a book? I can't have to move out of my own way and give this some time and focus. Um, But While it was incredibly frustrating, I think that I am in the perfect position now to make this book the biggest success I can make it. So I am actually incredibly glad, like I said before, that... I didn't figure out you know.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad that you think that your six years of book creation was a great thing. You know, we don't have to agree on everything. And here we're going to have to agree to disagree because for me, like I look at it from a different perspective. It's like you could have written six books, a book a year, every single, every single year. And guess what? The first couple would not have been good. The, the third and fourth would have been okay. But maybe by the fifth and sixth time, like you're actually getting to a point where now you've work work out there. You know what it means to launch a book. Even if it's self-published, you know how to Uh, grow and promote and the biggest thing that I'm hearing and again this is just me as a podcaster is like like, why were you waiting for permission like why did you have to wait for Hay House to tell you that you could write this book and why did you have to go through the traditional means I mean and again this is you this is your vision board and I think that's important Fire Nation that you're listening that you know what you want your vision to be but my perspective it's just different like I want to go past the gatekeepers I want to just run past them and laugh at them as I'm waving and say we don't need you anymore ha 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 but what I am curious about Carrie is throughout that time you weren't just sitting you know, at a desk with a piece of paper that was blank and a pen. I mean, you did some pretty cool things. How have you built an online membership site with over 4,000 members? I mean, that to me is amazing. And number one, and number two, it's going to be a huge benefit to this launch.
1: Yeah, exactly. So while I wasn't writing the book and I was getting stuck on that, I was focused on on building my community, on building my audience. And that was my number one focus. And I think a big lesson I've learned is you don't make stuff happen until you really focus on it. And I, at the time, well, throughout the past few years, I have been focused on building FEA, building my audience, building my subscribers, building the members club and getting 4,000 members. It wasn't until the beginning of 2016 where I thought to myself, you have to give this book your absolute focus and attention if you want to turn this into reality. And at the moment I decided to sit down and do that, that's the moment I ended up being able to write the book. So I think that's a big lesson. What we create is a product of what we're focusing on, which is so obvious. But again, when people set themselves all these different goals and wonder why they're not happening, it's probably because they're not really focusing on it. So for me community has been everything and building it up obviously now has given me a massive platform on which to launch the book. Um, With the members club, um, a lot of that started in 2013 and the first year was like figuring it out, didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, It was open all the time so people could enroll whenever they wanted. Um, I would be trying to create content, I'd be trying to market it every month and I just couldn't keep up with it. By the end of the first year, we had a 1000 members. And I thought, if I'm going to scale this, I really need to figure out how the heck to do it. So I really wanted to um, be mentored by uh, Michael Hyatt, because I thought he's got Platform University, maybe he can teach me how he's got so many 1000s of members. And so I reached out to them and I asked if he had anything available and they came back and said he didn't. And I was talking to a friend of mine, Jill Stanton, and she was like telling me all about this guy, Stu McLaren. I was like, who the heck is he? And she was like, oh, he's uh, Michael's strategic business partner and he's just actually sold out of um, Wishless Member and he's taking on consulting clients. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. So I literally went, I looked Stu up online, went to his website, got his email, started emailing him. Um, and he was in the middle of a launch with Michael Hyatt. So it took him a while to get back to me. So I just kept emailing him and then ended up flying to Canada for a one day, um, work, a one day uh, session with Stu, which was, I think at the time, the most I'd ever invested in like working with someone one-on-one. And I was really blown away by the stuff he shared and knew I could learn a lot from him. And so following implementing his advice in particular, making it a closed membership site where I only do two launches a year, uh, which I was a bit reluctant to do. But when I did it, I had more people sign up in a week than I had in the whole of the previous year. So I was like, bloody hell, this works.
0: <laughs> well, let's even talk more specifically right now about how you got people interested in the first place. Like, why were they coming to you and saying, Carrie, like, this looks interesting. I want to learn more. Like, how do you build up that interest?
1: Because I was just nurturing my audience. Like for me, it's about going above and beyond to serve and to
0: wow and to delight your audience. Well, let's define nurturing your audience though. What, what does that mean? Like, what did you do to nurture?
1: Like on social media, for me, I, my, my, I focus on Facebook. I feel like when it comes to social media, if you want to be all over the place, it's going to be quite difficult to keep up. So I think if you zone in and decide I'm going to choose to become amazing on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is, that you can actually have breakthroughs a lot faster. And so for me, I was posting up a lot on Facebook. I was, uh, you know, from content uh, like uh, inspirational quotes or questions or blog posts, like every single week I was making a video that I was sharing. So I was putting all this content out there. And I think the video works really well, much like a podcast, because well, with video, people can see you and hear you. And I think when people actually get to see and hear you, they get to, they feel like they know you and they relate to you. So I was building up all this relatability and I was sharing my own experiences. I was interviewing other experts, which was elevating me as an expert or a, a figure of authority because I was connected with these other influencers. And so I was kind of really laying the foundation, which is what I had been doing right from the beginning of fea that's all i was focusing on building up this audience by adding value through the content that i was creating the message that i was sharing and making sure that i was always listening to my audience and their needs and and what they really wanted so that i could make sure that my message was going to resonate with them in the biggest and most impactful way and so that's what i was doing
0: one thing that I want to zero in on is that you talked about how becoming an expert is so key, like an Instagram or Snapchat, and there's so many people, Carrie, that come to me and say, but John, like I missed the boat, like I should have done it a year ago, like I should have done podcasting four years ago, like I should have done this, and it's all of these like should have, should have, should have, and my whole thing is like, my friends, have patience, like keep your eyes open. I mean, by the way, like if you missed Snapchat, like whatever even that means, because you can always start to build your audience anytime you want to on any platform, but if you feel like you want to get in early on something, that next thing's always coming, just have patience and just look for it and wait for it. And when you find that next platform that resonates with you, jump on it. I mean, you know, one of the more recent things as you and I are talking is Facebook Live. I mean, Facebook Live, Mm -hmm. you know, eight months ago wasn't even around. And now like everybody can just jump on it and do it quickly. And people that have been waiting around for that right thing, some people took that leap and now they're crushing it. They're doing great things. So that next thing is always coming. Just keep your eyes open. Now, Carrie, I'm just curious because again, I'm a non-traditionalist in every sense of the word. What do you think the benefits of going traditionalist? and going with a Hay House? Like, where's the benefit there?
1: Well, to me, it was just a goal. It was like a, a goal I'd had for such a long time. I grew up reading Hay House books. So for me, it was that emotional connection to the um, publishing house.
0: So is there a little, little ego there that you could just kind of say that, hey, I'm with Hay House? Was that some part of it?
1: A hundred percent. Like, yeah, I had envisioned my name on a book that said "Hey House on it and so that's
0: just a like I've always wanted to you know entrepreneur on fire like I've interviewed Tony Robbins like that was an ego thing so when I got to finally do that it's the first thing that I say oh yeah you heard of Tony Robbins I've interviewed him
1: (laughs) (laughs) but I think those are the key things that drive us to want to do something Um, I think other reasons were I knew it would help me to connect with some really big influencers so um, being able to connect with Rhi Tracy um, being able to connect with Gabrielle Bernstein obviously you can connect with those people anyway but i think
0: no but coming to them and saying hey i'm publishing a book through hay house and i would like you to be in that book it's a lot different than saying hey i'm going to sit down and write a self-published book over the weekend and i'll include your name in there like i definitely get that that that's that's elevated that's next level
1: but it gives me access to amazing information. So, you know, even meeting up with um, all of the people in London or the Hay House team in New York, or, you know, tomorrow I have a call with Re Tracy where we're going to be chatting about um, amazing strategies for selling lots and lots and lots of books. Like that kind of stuff I wouldn't have ever had by myself. Um, and to be honest you know building the female entrepreneur association I've done it all by myself and so I was like ready to want to work in a in a different capacity work with a with people who knew that world rather than doing it all myself like I just I just didn't want to I just didn't want that I I have I've got so much going on with FEA I'm not being an author is not my full-time thing um building my membership site, building FEA are my full-time thing. And so I was just aware of, how, you know, what I was giving my focus to. And I felt like instead of going down the route of figuring out how to self-publish and how I'm going to get these books produced and how I'm going to ship the distribute, I'm, I'm sure it's really not that difficult. um, But I just felt for me like... I wanted to go down the traditional route, which isn't probably, you probably make, you, in fact, I'm sure you definitely do make more money if you self-publish, don't get me wrong.
0: Well, hey, I mean, if you self-publish and sell a thousand books, you're not going to make as much money as if you publish and crush it with a traditional company and sell a million books. So it's all relative. It's all about how successful True. or non-successful non-suc- you are. So I'm going to give it to you, Carrie. I think you brought up some really Valid points, Um, but let's just leave it at that. So Fire Nation, we're about to enter the lightning round, but let's take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. Fire Nation, since I've moved to Puerto Rico, I've found myself on plane rides and in hotel rooms a lot. Whether it's traveling to see family, speaking at a conference, or a combination of both, booking flights and a hotel room is always a bit tricky. But I recently found out about a travel site that will help you save a ton of money on both your flights and your hotel. It's called Upside.com. Upside bundles your flights and hotel together, which saves money, especially on business travel. And it only takes a few minutes to see how much you can save by buying your flights and hotel together for one low price. The bonuses don't stop there. Upside will also give you a free Amazon gift card every time you book a bundle through their site. To check out Upside and to book your first bundle today, visit upside.com, and use a promo code FIRE. This will guarantee you'll get a $200 Amazon gift card on your first trip. That's upside.com, U-P-S-I-D-E.com, promo code FIRE. Minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. There's a lot that goes into launching a business and because you're never gonna be great at everything, there are some things you'll need to hire others to help with. In my case, that was design. If you're looking for a new logo, website design, or even business cards, then Design Crowd can help. Design Crowd is a crowdsourcing platform that gives you access to 500,000 creative minds from around the world who can come up with amazing designs for you. All you do is launch your brief and then designers will begin submitting quality designs for you to review. Within hours, you'll receive your first design, and over the course of several days, a typical project will receive 60 to 100-plus different designs to choose from. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W D.com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer. Or simply enter discount code FIRE when posting your project on Design design crowd. Carrie, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds?
1: Yes, I am.
0: What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: (laughs) Um, I don't think this will be a surprise to anyone, but it was myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's the best (laughs) advice you've ever received?
1: Successful people hang on when everyone else is let go.
0: What's a personal habit that contributes to your success?
1: Visualization all the way.
0: Share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation. Slack.
1: I absolutely love it. It's been amazing for working with my team.
0: If you could recommend one book to, of course, join Fire Nation, She Means Business on our bookshelves, what would it be, Carrie, and why?
1: So, the book I'm listening to at the moment is called E Cubed by Pam Grout, and it's all about. nine experiments for basically manifesting stuff into your life. I just like that stuff. It's kind of seems a bit magical, a bit woo woo, but I feel like we all need some magic in our lives, especially when we're trying to actually reach some massive goals.
0: Carrie, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance from you, the best way that we can connect with you. And then we'll say goodbye
1: parting piece of guidance I just feel like anyone can do anything that set their mind to even if it takes them ages <laughs> even if it takes some years I don't think it matters how long it takes because everything is an adventure and we're all on it on our own so just go for it and keep going for it um, and best way to connect over um, at the female entrepreneur or female entrepreneur association.com um, is the best place or Instagram I am Carrie Green.
0: Now just take like maybe you know a couple sentences 30 seconds maybe a minute and just kind of share this like who is this book for that you created like what is she means business all about
1: it is for anyone who wants some inspiration to help them to really go for it turn that ideas into a wildly successful reality um, and to kind of get the fire going inside of them so it's for anyone who has got those yeah those ideas they want to make happen
0: and where can we learn more about that book
1: um, you can find it over at shemeansbusinessbook.com or it's on Amazon.
0: Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with CG and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Carrie in the search bar and her show notes page will pop up as long as, as well as episode 440, which was an epic one as well. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore. And of course, check out She Means Business for all the reasons chatted about today. And Carrie, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Carrie today. And everyone, Fire Nation, is scared of losing. But in my book, I teach you how to finally win. Visit howtofinallywin.com to learn how to create your dream life one step at a time. I will catch you there, or I'll catch you on the flip side.